Yes, we are continuing with Palumi's story and this time we will talk about her Eastern European travels and guys, so just let me say it, but I'm honestly like so shocked by the bravery of this lady she literally, she can just go pack her stuff and go traveling in the countries that are so like so out of the scope of normal travelers, you know, where people are thinking sometimes a bit with stereotypes, with prejudice and to add they don't really speak English in those countries, but she's brave enough that she will figure it out, she will make her way, and she just goes and travels across all those amazingly beautiful countries. So let's just jump into her story. So Eastern Europe. Yeah. There are a lot of few people who really go traveling there, because yes. it's like, you know, in Europe, if you ask, I don't know, French people, British people, German people, like, have you ever been to Ukraine, Georgia? They were like, uh, where is that? Uh, where on the map is that? Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> the of the US. <laughs> right, so so where is it in the map? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of approach sometimes we have it here. Yeah. So they don't even go exploring there. You, you know, being- I'm making my life mission. Right, <laughs> you went there, where people don't speak English, they don't mm -hmm. speak any other language but their own. How did you find that? How was it your post-sex film there? How did you like Ukraine as I know you've been? Yeah. To be honest, there's a running joke with my friends that, what's it called? I tend to go to places that they cannot pronounce. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's not question, it's just me sometimes I can't even pronounce it. Like, I remember, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just trying out new places. Um, I always tell people one of my superpower, if humans have superpower, is that I'm not really scared to try new things. I'm not scared to, you know, have new experiences. I think every time is a, everything is a learning experience. You know, I can never have like a rubbish trip per se. I think it's just a learning experience, probably not never to go there again or just, you know, change things um, in the long run. Um, but yeah, I think we have the freedom to explore and a lot of people don't have that. And the fact that you do, you should take advantage of it. Um, so that's kind of the mentality I go with when I go to these places. And also a sense of belonging. Um, let me explain that. So when I go to places, I never go from a place of fear or from a place of what if they don't like me? Why? I'm amazing. They gotta like me. <laughs> so yeah, I think that I'm very big on energy and what you put out there and how people, you know, reciprocate or you know come back to you right. um so yeah when i go there i'm very open i have open conversation i don't shy away talking about race stuff or you know my experiences and stuff like that and most people tend to be quite nice like people are very kind i'm very pleasant and traveling keeps on reminding me of that so i just put those experiences i'm not trying to downplay the fact that you know racism does occur i'm not mm -hmm. trying to downplay the fact that you know i've experienced some pretty negative experiences while traveling but i don't tend to focus on that and i think it's what you focus on is what the end story will be like for you so i tend to just focus on the good stuff um for example visiting um, Ukraine, that was really nice. I was actually 
lucky enough to go on the uh, Independence Day. So it kind of fell in. I didn't even know it was. And this has happened in about two, three countries where is there independence. And I'm able to see the celebration. Like people came out on the street. Like they followed me. Oh my God. Like I'm dancing. Like they're treating me the traditional dance and I'm dancing with a woman. Like those kind of memories, I, I will not trade it for the world. Like, you know, so having those um, shared experiences, and another thing about Ukraine was I actually went to visit a friend that was based there. So this is why I'm talking about having international friends. Friends, as a traveler, this is probably one of my top tips to make more internet. The social media platform allows you to connect more with people. So I was able to meet him there and he took me to all the local spots. I was able to have the local food and it was just amazing. It was just a wow, wow, wow experience. Um, and he, then for... Where was he, he, she, where is he from? So you, 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 we actually knew we, this. In this case, is we were actually um, we actually childhood friends. So we went to the same um, school, and we just kind of kept in touch. So he's based is in is a Nigerian that is now based in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, so he studied there and found work, and now he's just kind of living there in in, in Kiev. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to have someone that speaks the language. So he's talked about language. Um, obviously, when I went there, I noticed a lot of people major of the locals did not speak English and just having someone that actually spoke um, the, the language was, was, was very, very good. Um, and then, you know, for um, Georgia, I went to Tb Tbilisi. I never know how to say yes, it. Um, <laughs> and again, that, that was actually earlier this year and that was amazing. Like Georgian hospitality is sky high. Like I was, I, I, <laughs> I was so shocked. Huh? It's something not from this earth. Honestly, they like open the doors, pull you on, pull you like, in. Like it's just insane. And the first, the first signal was when you literally were going through um, the passport control. So we landed. We're going through passport control, and as they were checking your passport, making sure you have all the right documentation, they were also giving you a bottle of wine. Like I was like, I have been to sixty plus countries, and no country has given me any kind of souvenir or anything to say thank you for visiting our country hope you enjoy your stay like that was so thoughtful and they gave it to every single obviously of age every single passenger and i was like wow that's incredible um and the wine was good the wine in georgia is great if i had the choice i'll probably come with 10 cartons um, <laughs> but they definitely yeah. have good wine <laughs> no can go makes you want of stupid cheap um affordable that's another thing like stupid affordable um they do have a good night um good night vibe um night life over there um they do they do this weird face control thing i don't know if you've heard of it so like when you're going into the club um, or party or house party or whatever, they actually have a camera outside and they say if you can come in or not come in. It's very weird. I know. <laughs> but it seems pretty standard um, because it's like a bit of a pop crawl and it seems pretty standard. Like it's like, you know, the host go, okay, I think mostly to regulate crowds so it's not too crowdy. Um, <laughs> but we had two different experiences. We had one the first night and it was amazing. And obviously when you go to things like that, you kind of think, oh, maybe they discriminated. I didn't get in because of my race or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to start playing the race card. But I think most times than none, it's just very random. Um, so we went to another club and they were like, no. So, you know, we're letting to one and not letting to another. So it's just, you know, it, it was quite interesting because I've never seen that before. 
I think we yeah. get this in London a little bit, but it's more like a bouncer or someone outside the club saying only females or, you know, wearing right. sneakers no or something like that. You know, like sneakers are not allowed, you need to be more. That's what I'm used to, but not a camera and someone literally, can they come in? Like literally, it was so CSI <laughs> kind of vibe. But yeah, so they have like free walking tour, which is something I always tell people within Europe is also quite nice is the walking tour. Mm -hmm. I tend to do it the first day. It gives me like a perception of the city. Um, and it's quite nice to see the old and the new, hear about the history from like a local guide. Um, there's so much. There's so much about Georgia and I definitely want to go back for the oh, wine. did you say? Yeah. I, it, was a long, it was a long weekend. So about four nights or three nights. Because we did, yeah, four nights. Um, and it was nice. It was with a friend. We flew ourselves out for Valentine's Day. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but we kind of enjoyed your food. That's the exactly. With so many wines. Like, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> well, you have but, to go also to mountains and to the sea. Yeah, that's what I do. Exactly. So, um, two things I want to experience. I want to experience um, skiing over there. Apparently, they're really good right. ski slope. Um, and I want to go in the summer because it was pretty cold in February. Not too cold, but it was, you know, chilly. It'd be nice to go there where it's a bit warmer. So, hey, maybe summer if COVID-19. That's not good. Also, if you go to Batumi on the Black Sea, then the city yeah? there with them. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, You're putting ideas in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if you know because there is this kind of a thing that like Georgians and Ukrainians are brothers. Mm. Like, that's the thing that like we each other, we adore each other. But it's something like a bit too much <laughs> because whenever we miss we're like literally going that to it like really? oh i'm a brother from it as a mother you know so i have another story uh so i landed in uh Kutaisi, which is the western part of georgia okay and uh so i always hitchhike wherever i go like especially in this kind of cheap countries where people are very nice you know what nothing can happen yeah so i went there and we started hitchhiking the very first car stopped and then they were full. The car was full. And I was with my friend, with my Polish mm -hmm. friend. And then they opened the door and was like, okay, you guys, you move your asses out. Like, girls have to sit. So we're like, whatever. So we're like six, five people on the back seat. Okay. So we sit Very there. And then, uh, so the mother of those children asked, like, where are you from, girls? And I'm like, I'm from Ukraine. She's from Polish. They're starting clapping to us. Like, seriously. <gasps> She put the only Ukrainian song she had in her car. Oh my God. And I'm like, like woman, keep calm. And she's like, no, you're Ukrainian. Oh my God. Yeah, and she's like, we're going to my mother's house. I do pancakes for you. You're joking. Everything included. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like, no, 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 you can stay with us. So <gasps> now staying with them for a week. You're so joking. And we just a whole week. Through. Yeah, because one each hike. Yeah, this is yeah. What I mean about humanity and when you travel, like you always hear of these people's kind of kindness, and you when you do experience it, it's just like, how, why, like why are you doing this? Kindness. Sometimes, like you just cannot explain it because they give you, you not know, asking anything back, you know. So they took us from this, uh, you know, the Georgian national dances. Like I don't know if you've seen them, like this key. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went to one of the show. Really good. Right. They increased. Right, and they took us for free to one of the top concerts there. And I was like, you know, just everything like, yeah, girls, you've never seen it, you have to see. And I'm like, just, you know, amazed by the kindness of, you know, humankind that happens sometimes. Yeah. It's but, so, nice. it's so, nice. so another thing that I wanted to ask you, so what, like, because we all know, like, as I, I told you, like, 
black people don't go to the Eastern Europe, right? Because they're afraid of prejudice, of stereotypes, you know, of all the things that might happen. Yeah. There. How mm -hmm. would you convince them to do that? How would you break those stereotypes? And how, why do you even think like it is important for, you know, black people to go there, present themselves, introduce themselves and say like, okay, we're here. We're not what you stereotypical think. We are here mm -hmm. as everyone else. So how would you say yeah. that? I would say definitely to visit these countries more often. Um, one thing in which people say is that when I go to these kind of places, people are touching my hair, people are touching my, um, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're touching my hair, they're touching my this, they're, you know, um, I don't know, like I'm not feeling very comfortable and all of that stuff. Um, but the truth is that the more we don't go to these places, the more we'll continue to be foreign, you know. I always give this example and I don't think it's probably like, you know, the best voice. It works for the best. I'm like, imagine you're walking down the street and you see someone that is blue skin tone, you know, like an avatar and they have long blonde hair and you've never seen them before. Like this is right. the first time you've seen a blue skin person. What are you going to do? I want to take a damn picture of that and show it to them, you know? So the fact that we are still not going to this place will constantly, you know, make us be a outsider. You know, we're able to go, like, explore more intensively of Western countries because we are constantly being there. We're constantly visiting those places. So I think definitely that's one of the reasons. And honestly, don't believe everything you read on the news. Don't believe everything the media say. You know, go there by yourself. Form your own narrative. Form your own belief system. And I remember visiting um, Kosovo, Christine, and we're hiking. And literally a lady came up to us and she was like, um, why are you here? And that could have sounded offensive to somebody if they did not have like a translator because she was shocked to see two black, I was with a friend, two black ladies in the country. Like she was definitely very shocked. And then she translated to the guy and say, tell them, thank you so much for visiting our country. Like I was, I have video of this stuff. I was like, you're joking. Like that is the cutest, nicest, sweetest thing ever. Like I was literally owing and stuff. So Things like that. Yes, you have the people that are discriminated because this is the belief system that be passed on from generation to generation. But again, media, social media and stuff are allowing people to be more exposed and they'll be more accepting. So go to these places. Don't let anything restrict you. The more they see us in those spaces, the more they'll be become more accepting of, of that. You know, we're there to stay. We ain't going nowhere, you know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the thing. So I personally, in, to, in my part, what I do is when I come back from these kind of trips, I share it on my social media platform. I share it on my stories. I literally, that video recording, I put it on my story. Like, this is the same place somebody will keep saying they don't want to go to. And this is someone appreciating the fact that we've actually got, gone there. So, you know, changing the narrative is a very slow process. But I've gotten people that have sent me messages that, you know, they've decided to explore Romania or, you know, explore these places based on my story. They're like, it's so different to what they imagine, so different to what the media is saying. But because of how much fun I had and how much I was able to tell their stories, um, they decided to go exploring. And that gives me the, the biggest joy because I'm just like, yes, um, someone can actually experience this for themselves. So, yeah, it's quite nice. No, thank you for your job. That's really, I mean, it means the world to those people who, because I feel like, there is nothing worse than living with this fear that you're not welcome somewhere. And you know, like, even though you've never experienced that, you still like, you're living with this fear, you know, like, I'm not going there because it's bad. 
I'm not want to do this because it's bad, you know? So, mm. you know, some people just living with this fear, you know, I'm like, I'm in the UK, that's already okay. I'm in France, mm. that's already okay. Yeah. So I'm going anywhere else, what if something happens to me? And yeah, like, but anything can happen to anyone at any place. For example, we're all on a lockdown right now. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. Everything is happening to everyone. So I always say, you know, don't let fear stop you from doing the things you want to do. Um, if you're scared to go alone, go with a friend. If you're scared, you know, take baby step. You know, I, I'm not saying take the deep end and jump straight away, but start exploring city by city, going out of the comfort zone. And honestly, I always tell people, when you go to these places, it really pushes you out of your, your normal. And that gives you the self-confidence to put that into your own life and actually make you be more daring. You know, people say, how are you able to do this many mm -hmm. things? And I'm just like, because I'm constantly pushing myself. So it's a mental state. If I can handle being in China where no one spoke a, language, a single word of you know, English to me and I was able to navigate that space. Of course, when it comes to my work, everyday work, I can put that same mentality and say, girl, you got this. Like, keep at it. So, yeah. <laughs> and also another thing that uh, I, I remember you told me before, but it's really interesting that I wanted to share with the world. Okay. So, your approach is like if someone is racist towards you, you told me yeah. that like you don't really look at it as it's racism. You give the excuses to people. Um, I don't know if it's like a advantage or a disadvantage, but okay. number one, I'm very, I don't really, uh, you know, people are very sensitive to like microaggression. You know, mm -hmm. she looked at me that way. He right. took it, you know, he didn't collect my money with his, with his hands. You know, very little things, very subtle things that some people take it as offense. I tend to not. I think it's just my nature. I'm just like, okay. And I tend not to play the race card first. You know, yes, racism happened. I've got people that have said the N-word to me. I've got people that have decided not to serve me or like, you know, they serve the whole restaurant before they bring my order to me. Yes, these things happen. And I know I need to put it out there because some people go, oh, maybe she's not experiencing it. Trust me, I have. I've got people call me blackie. I've got people, you know, spits on the same road as I was working. So nasty stuff have happened to me. But when it comes to like microaggression or, you know, whatever, I tend to first say, maybe this person having a bad day. You know, a waitress come and just dumps the food in front of me rather than, you know, presenting it. Maybe just, maybe just broke up with his girlfriend, you know? Like I for my own sanity and for my own preservation of the joy in which I'm feeling while traveling, I choose to look at it that way. And it's a choice, honestly. And if you choose to look at it as, oh my God, no one wants me here. Everyone hates me. That is what you would take home with you. And what's the point? You've paid good money to go to this place and as well enjoy your trip. So if it's something you, it's, it's, you want to work on and just like give, give people excuse, you know, um, it Uber cancels your ride. It's not because he saw your name and he sounds African. Maybe he just didn't want to travel all the way out there, you know? Like, I don't know. It works for me. Some people might say he's been in denial and all of that stuff, but no, I feel sense. you have to, yeah, you have to protect your joy. You have to protect your peace. Yeah. It saves a lot of nerves. <laughs> and saves, yeah. Like, you know, but like, why you say so positive? Because, you know, life is too short to be worrying about if anything, extend, extend grace to people. I think that's the thing. Because I have bad days. I have days where I've walked away and not even said thank you and things like that. Like, what if the person say I'm racist? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just in my own headspace and, you know, may not they never know what's going on there. remember. Exactly. So the same way you have your shortcoming and your flaws, extend that same grace to people when you're traveling. Make it not be, oh my God, 
you didn't look at me so I'm, he's racist like come on let's let's not do that yeah true no i think that's why it also like pushes you forward in your trips right because you don't overthink it you just go yeah. you, okay definitely yeah. i booked the flight and then i checked oh my god do i need the visa <laughs> that happened way too many times <laughs> but yeah <laughs> you really really give you honest the worst was i don't remember what country but i was literally in the immigration queue like i've landed already i don't know like i'm sure they won't even let me go in the first place but i literally panicked and i was literally trying to quickly get online and get on my phone and check if i needed a visa to get into the country <laughs> and when i saw that you allowed 90 days free i was like whoo believe me imagine like another story right <laughs> yeah 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 but i always tell people you, you get spoiled with your uk password I know it. spells you rotten, honestly. Like because you just assume everywhere you will need a visa for, and then you know you get there, you're like, huh? You need visa. I think for people, like, what? Like what? <laughs> it's 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 some, and I always speak about it. Something called passport privilege is real. Is you know, I I I think I shared this. You know, when I was going to Georgia, compared to a friend that was going to Georgia yeah. with a Nigerian passport. For me, it was easy breezy. I literally just went through the security. But for my Nigerian friend traveling with a Nigerian passport, she had to show things like, you know, the hotel she was staying, you know, who is the host, a return ticket. So definitely there's something called passport privilege. And I, I am never, never unaware of it. I am very grateful for my British passport. I am very, it's allowed me to travel. I don't think I'll be traveling so intensively if I have to apply to every single place I'm going to. So definitely it's very what acknowledging that because some people just go oh you can just travel no traveling is not cheap is not you know the easiest of things but it is doable and that's the message i always put out there traveling can be safe easy and doable right right yeah well well cool that's amazing like i hope you can continue your stories your travel stories but another thing for the last the last but not least thing because okay. you i know you helping black travelers in the uk right I so how, how did it happen? So I'm part of a committee of or a committee called um, BBTMU, which is um, Black British Travel Meetup. Um, mm -hmm. And what we do is we have like, um, what is it called? Events. So we've been able to, in the past, um, collaborate with Facebook, with um, Skype, uh, not Skype, um, what is it called? Zoom? It, no, the one that no one, <laughs> with Facebook. Uh, with Snapchat, sorry, okay. not Skype, with Snapchat um, and some other organization. Um, and what we do is we actually get a lot of people that are passionate about travel in the same room. And we have sometimes panel sessions with, you know, people in the, that are experts in travel come and tell us about, you know, how to travel on a budget, how to explore certain region, you know, female travel, traveling, you know, different, different tips and tricks. And the idea is just to build the community. So I, I've been able to travel with um, a group of people I've met by that event myself. We went to Prague together. It was like a nice five of us. It was a nice, um, what is it called, girls' trip. And yeah, so just the avenue to meet other travelers. Because one thing we noticed, like in the US, travel is a big movement. Like I said, people tend to backpack. People tend to come um, to Europe. So they have a lot of resources, a lot of um, Facebook group and things like that. So just trying to recreate that um, community within mm -hmm. the UK um, British, Black British community. So, and it's been great so far. It's been happening for over two years. So 
It's been getting stronger and stronger every year. So how many members do you have right now? Ooh, it's a lot. Probably <laughs> in the thousands. Yeah, it's a lot. But we definitely, you know, depending on where we do the group, um, what is it called? The events. Some people can come down. Social media platform. We're on Facebook. We're on, um, right we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. So, yeah. BBTM, you check it out. Black British Travel Meetup. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll pin it in there. Our podcast for that. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Oh, wow, amazing story. Thank you for Thank sharing you. That. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you for being here with me, sharing this quarantine life here. Quarantine experience. I'm going to do a video so you can be on you my You do story. it. I was about to say it as well. <laughs> <laughs> let me do that quickly you have to right. say something to my people oh, that's cool thank you so much i really loved you oh, being here with me on travel whole podcast so it's my pleasure it was really fun it was really fun doing this podcast and i cannot wait to see the end result <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> thank you